0: What you see is what you get in a world of pure imagination. Hello, friends. My name's Silly Sonka, and I'm actually it's Silly Tonka. I'm the chocolatier and proud heiress of the
1: Tonka truck fortune. How are you, children? Yo, man, that song sucked. You sound like Phil Collins and fucking... Willy Wonka had a child that wasn't loved very much. Fuck you, man.
0: Well, guess what? I am that child that wasn't loved very much. I see you read my Wikipedia.
1: Yeah, bitch, that's all I did. I fucking read your Wikipedia and I took a shit on it. I printed it out and I fucking used it as toilet paper.
0: Ah, Oompa Loompas, remind me. Let's not do just a random happenstance of who gets the
1: golden ticket and
0: comes in. We should vet
1: people beforehand. Fuck you, I'm a winner. I'll win your shit, you bitch. All right, well, I'm going to ignore this. Other children, come along. You, anything Yo, you, you see- you can't fucking leave me behind. I'm the fucking winner, bitch. I'm not leaving you behind. I'm just ignoring you. Good fucking luck, bitch. These children are quiet, man. They're all a bunch of fucking, like, private school bitches. Fuck them. Uh, yes, yes, I
0: am very popular in the homeschool sector of America, a.k.a. good Christian living.
1: A.K.A. Fuck nerd bitches. Where's my shit? Uh,
0: well, uh, I'm I'm explaining. You guys can eat and drink anything. It's beautiful. It's great. Oh, However, it. there are some things that are in oh,
1: prototypes, like shit. this. Excuse me. Is this a snozberry flavored fago? Okay. Yes, it is. But w- it's currently oh, called I'm the Mighty drink Death that Pop. bad shit. I'ma drink the fuck out of what you call it, the my the Mighty Death Poop. You fucking Poop head.
0: Okay, well, please don't drink it. It will murder I'm you if drink you
1: do. I'ma the fuck out of this. You can't fucking tell me what to do. I'm a winner. I no. do what the fuck I Sir. want when the fuck no. I want. I wipe my ass with your Wikipedia page. I come into your contest. I win your tickets. And guess what? I drink your snozberry flavored Faygo. You so called name the mighty Death Pop. Cause I'm a winner and I'm wicked bitch. Oh my god! He exploded! He exploded! Oh, oh!
0: Oh, good thing they all signed a waiver before entering capitalism! What is
1: a what with, the bear, with life, yeah.
0: What is up, mother? Faku! Faku! I'm a little faku
1: clock! Faku, Faku. Okay. Oh, what this time is, is it right this now? This is new. Yeah, oh, it's wha- two o'clock. Faku, Faku. That's, that's when we normally record. That's not a new. Hold on. Uh-huh. What uh-huh. is this new energy? What is this Faku clock?
0: Uh, I'm James of Shuffling the Deck, the definitive introductory ICP playlist podcast with my
1: co-host. I'm Sean of Shuffling the Deck, the de facto introductory podcast. <laughs> Something <laughs> I, I, we should also add into the intro, I, re- I realize. because. It's not just a compilation, right? Because we're not two juggalos compiling the list. We are like an established juggalo and an adolescent juggalo. Yeah, who is me? Like, so, oh, so, so in addition admitted, to being like, what was that? He admitted to it. Yeah, no, I've admitted to it on, online. I'm an adolescent juggalo, which means I'm not even a full-on juggalo, right? I can't be. I don't have enough time in the fandom. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it, it would be untrue of me. I feel like, because I feel like there are certain, there are some weeks that do challenge my juggalism. Yeah. And then there were some weeks where I'm like, no, nah, this is cool as hell. Uh, this week was cool as hell. I like this album. Hell yeah, but Sean.
0: This week I've been taking estrogen and putting semen inside of me in hopes that I okay. start lactating. Okay. You want to know why?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Uh, Because we got a baby kitten and kitten um, needs its milk.
1: bow it? <laughs> what <was laughs> what's the new kitten's name? Butter. Butter. And butter is... Feels like in so many ways the opposite of socks.
0: Yeah, kind of ish. I think Mm -hmm. they are the same, but on like different spectrums. Like they're both alphas, but one will punch you and one will scream at
1: you. Okay, interesting. Interesting.
0: They met for the first time today, not through like a doorway. So. He's so wanting a friend obviously and she's like I don't want this I'm going to hiss at you if you come close to me I'm not going to hurt you I'm just telling you don't get near me and he's just so sad and I feel so bad for him
1: yeah, but that's also I feel like that's the cat that's a cat's way yeah where like they, they don't warm up very quickly so maybe hopefully you kind of hope the hiss is like a give me some time mm-hmm, I'm not there mm-hmm. yet yeah. I'm not there yet I'm hoping uh, which is reasonable yeah but-
0: This is the best-case scenario, though, because we thought Sox was going to be the asshole, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of just someone who doesn't want to be around someone, but the other person completely open to it. So I'm just hoping that tonight is the last night I need to sleep in the studio by myself because Mm -hmm. she's been in here. I don't want her, one, feeling alone, and two, eating my cords. So Reasonable. I've been in here, besides one night,
1: since Tuesday. It is currently Sunday. Burn up. Hopefully, this is the last. And your family comes together in love and joy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and smooches. Cheerio! And smooches. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. Yo, my morning sucked. Your morning sucked. I mean, Buffalo's morning sucked. Yeah. Um, we're not. Get, we won't get deep into it. But I woke up to a terrible mass shooting. Uh, that happened in my hometown last night in a tops, which, and it is also such a like Buffalo landmark. I don't think they're just in Buffalo, but there is a Buffalo grocery store chain Mm -hmm. and it just, I'm fine. I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. 10 lives were lost. I don't think I knew any of them personally, Mm -hmm. but like, that's my city. And that's, that hurts and it sucks and it sucks. And he was a big dumb white supremacist which is severely anti juggalo. Yeah. Fuck, man. I don't know. If I if I if I'm a juggalo for any reason, it's to take a stand against that fucking dude. Yeah. Fuck that guy. And you know all the other dudes like him. Yes. All those other motherfuckers with dumb fucking manifestos. I might I might I, this 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 I'm glad we're not a sponsor because I'm cussing a storm today. And I apologize. To our sensitive eared listeners. If we had a sponsor for a
0: ICP Juggalo podcast, they would assume, oh, they'll be cursing.
1: (laughs) Well, unless they don't research what they're sponsoring. It's like the Washington State Police or something. Oh, yeah. In which case, fuck them. Yeah. We might have a big episode to get through. Uh, Want to jump into sweaty times?
0: Oh, baby, do I? Because I truly have nothing to talk about for my week besides we got a cat named Butters. He's a good cat! She's a good cat!
1: That's what I said. The S was silent. Oh, okay. All right. Sweaty times in North America in the year of 2012. The WWE, I don't even fucking know, man. John Cena is like wrestling The Rock, which is weird because The Rock, for the once-in-a-lifetime match... Then they run it back next year, so once in a lifetime, my eye. A 50-year-old, tired, old-looking John Laurinaitis is fighting John Cena as well and wins. Who's John Laurinaitis? Johnny Ace from uh, All Japan. He was like he's like an All Japan-New Japan Gaijin sort of legend. Okay. Uh, he was kind of a big deal there. But he's been like doing producer stuff in WWE. He became an on-air authority figure. He's old and it's weird, and everyone kind of had the same reaction of "Who the fuck is John Laurinaitis, and why is he beating John Cena in a match that got a point a zero point eight three on Cage Match out of ten? Okay, that's pretty good. No, zero point eight. Yeah, that's. I mean, if you
0: and I were out to wrestle,
1: out of
0: 0.0. Yeah, if you and I were to wrestle, I think we'd get around
1: that. Yeah, but we suck. John Cena's, this is 2012 John Cena. He shouldn't be getting these under one point matches. This is ridiculous. You're too kind. He's just like, ooh, I just got to wait four more years and I'll be starring next to Amy Schumer. Abs, yeah, four more years before we get train wreck, which is less of a train wreck than that match. But he's also fighting CM Punk. They had a great match actually this year. CM Punk's going over John Cena, which is cool. Uh, My notable match is CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan, WWE Over the Limit 2012.
0: When does CM Punk take the bell in uh, Chicago and leaves?
1: Ooh, when does he? I think he leaves 2014. Okay,
0: when we get to that, ooh,
1: man. I cry
0: every time I
1: see that match. ROH, I got eight words for you. El Generico versus Kevin Steen. Ladder war, final, it's nine words. Battle, nine words. I counted four. Uh, El Generico versus Kevin Steen, Ladder War, Final Battle, 9. Oh,
0: damn, that's a whole
1: four words. Yeah. Wait, what? Anyway, Two. it's a great match. Google those words to watch El Generico and Kevin Steen, uh, an unlikely pairing, duke it out. It's great. TNA. Tits and ass. Man, fuck Hogan, fuck Eric Bischoff since 2010. It's been fucking shit up, ruining my be- favorite company. But... This is the year of aces and eights. And I'm all in, dude. I well, am all no. in. I purchased the logo
0: on the back of a nice leather jacket, real leather, too. Ooh. I'm not getting that bullshit oh, no. leather. Oh. I picked out the cow. Oh. Yes, it will take oh. a long time for me to get that. Will I still be oh. into aces and eights by then? Of course I will be. They're the greatest oh. tag team in the world, roster,
1: I, even. I feel the need to reiterate this is from 2012. Well, let's, and let's talk about. This evergreen faction, I'm sure, will last forever and ever and ever. Hey, guess aces what? Aces and eights, yeah.
0: AEW, all in.
1: Nah, I'm aces and eights. AAE, all in. There we go. Hey, James, just to kind of break the illusion of a bit here, I'm very proud of you for making for pulling that all in reference. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know this shit, baby. You're killing it. Kaiju big battle. Beautiful. Aces <laughs> and eights are mysterious. <laughs> A mysterious motorcycle club. They show up one day out of nowhere in masks and leathers and cool sort of country blues, rock and, butt rock and roll style music. And they're just kicking the shit out of everyone. Yeah. They show up. They're beating up authority figures. They're no. beating up local jobbers. No. They're beating up major stars. Okay. It's ridiculous. At one point, they kidnap uh, fucking Hulk Hogan and Sting. And they're like, yeah, we want a match. And Hulk Hogan and Sting are like, yeah, okay. Bully Ray. Formerly known as Bubba Ray Dudley, is like, yo, fuck these guys. I'm in. And so it was a three of them versus three mysteriously masked Ace of Nates members. Ace Nates win, but they unmask their first member. James, would it shock and astound you to find out they unmasked Devon Dudley? No. The brother and partner of Bubba Ray? Oh no. I mean Bully Ray. Blue World <laughs> Order. No. That's not that's not that's not them. Oh, they're not that's in someone bl- else. Wh- what one no, they're were not they? the World in? Order the uh dudley clan
0: oh okay i thought they were in blue world order never mind sorry you bitches (laughs) who's the bitch for this Uh, everyone listening and pissed off at me
1: suck so yeah the the flagship members of dudley of dudleyville are at odds because devon didn't sign his contract and was like yo fuck you hogan which to be fair reasonable fuck you hogan Mm -hmm, i don't mm -hmm. know if you said this enough on this podcast hey hogan Go fuck yourself. I'm
0: really excited for someday they're like a fantasy D and D wrestling federation, and Bully Ray goes over and he becomes Bully Ray the Bully Wog.
1: That's possible. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say because Chikara was more, I guess, was more sort of kaiju Sentai based than actual medieval fantasy, mm-hmm. medieval European fantasy, I should say. Yeah, let's do so, it. Yeah, no, we got we got time. We got places. Yeah uh but uh, stories going on more members kind of slowly get revealed uh we find out doc gallows is in there d'lo brown who's fucking great is in there taz (gasps) at one point reveals himself meanwhile bully ray is like full-on yo i don't know what's going on with Devon. fuck him i'm tna you guys are giving me a nice hefty contract also hulk hogan my bad i'm in love with your daughter Oh yeah! Whoa. They're have they're they're flirting. They're getting all real close and beautiful together. He proposes to her. She's like, "Yeah, okay." They get married. That's when Taz reveals himself, and it's a fucking mess. All the Bully Ray's trying to fall in love with Hulk Hogan's daughter, and these motherfuckers are fucking it up for him.
0: There's a stain on her dress, and he's like, "I did not have sexual relations with that Hogan."
1: Yeah. She, sure.
0: she, she wears very tight dresses in the ring, and I'm like, I wish I was private moment right now, because I would be <laughs> jacking off.
1: Reasonable. I feel like uh, I, someone said this before, and I think it's I think it's apt, though. It's like wrestling is kind of like five to seven years behind actual time mm-hmm. as far as like progress and stuff goes. So for like 2012 to be like, a, yeah, it's boobies and titties and it's my daughter. Ooh, it's fine, I, I guess. Mean, I don't know. D- you've seen
0: Hogan Knows Best. That's
1: all that show was. I, so, no, I have not. I don't think I've ever sat down to watch a full-on Hogan's Know Best. Because even by that time, I was, like, balls deep into wrestling fandom. I knew I fucking hated Hogan. I had no, I, I, like, I don't give a shit. I really, like, I, it was re- It was really one of those, like, man, Hogan's, like, everything I dislike about wrestling. He's selfish. He doesn't put the card over himself. Like, he doesn't put the rest of the show before Hogan. Hogan always comes first, mm-hmm. you know? And again, like, I, I don't remember if it was before or after what he did with TNA, but, like, I loved TNA. Yeah. And then Hogan comes in 2010 and, like, literally shits all over everything I loved about TNA. And, like, he brought he booked all of his friends and all these ex-WWE guys. Meanwhile, guys like Christopher Daniel. Samoa Joe kind of survived, so did AJ Styles, but, like, Motor City machine guns, there was uh, beer money, there were so many, Ameri- uh, like, there were so many good shit happening, they kind of just, like, fucked on. So, like, fuck Hogan, and fuck his shitty reality show. Well, and I'm glad Bully Ray's fucking your daughter, especially, are you ready for this transition? What? Because... Great twist of all, Bully Ray finally has a title match against Sting. Uh huh. Bully Ray was the president of Aces and H the whole ass time! What? He was he was marrying the daughter to, close to the boss. He was getting no. dumped from behind as part of a plan.
0: No, I'm betrayed. I, hold on, Sean. Mm-hmm. I need to cancel mm-hmm. my order for that real leather picked oh. out the cow. Hopefully they haven't killed that little beauty yet. And I am going to reject yes. aces
1: and eights until the day I'm dead. Well, James, before you do that... Make sure you listen up because after this moment, this huge reveal, they didn't really do anything and they slowly each got fired one by one. And I don't fucking know, whatever.
0: Okay, you wanna know what? I'll still get the leather <laughs>
1: jacket.
0: Maybe it'll be worth something for nostalgic reasons 10 years down the line. It truly
1: is an example of it, like they had such a hot thing going. The bully of Raveswerve was huge. The pop is, le- is, 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 is legendary. And the storyline, the way they're trickling out members slowly, it's all cryptic and very enthralling. And then they just kind of like nothinged it.
0: Cryptic with a K, two Ks, like my friend Comatose, K-O-M-A-T-O-S-E, that I have a single coming out. The remix of I, Madman, that kind of cryptic. Yeah, OK. Got to get a plug in, baby.
1: Yeah, we heard you. My noble match for TNA is, I don't know, stare at AJ Styles for an hour. Feel good in your bits. Just get a picture of AJ Styles and stare at him for a long time. All right. Also in 2012, Bloody Mania 6 is fucking wild, dude. Juggalo Championship Wrestling, Bloody Mania 6, special DJ, DJ Clay. That dude's everywhere right now. Announced by KG, Kevin Gill, and Shaggy2Dope. Oh, yeah. Shaggy Two Dope's mic goes out through half of this show, and you just have to overhear him on Kevin's mic. It's wow. fucking atrocious. On, uh,
0: on a <laughs> grift horse, Howard Kramer and Megan Beth Keister, there was yeah. an episode, very funny one, I think it's called One Mic, because Howard probably was stoned, <laughs> forgot to bring a second mic to Megan's, so they're just oh, passing the microphone back and forth. <laughs> I have also edited <laughs> oh, one geez. of their episodes where one of their <laughs> microphones wasn't working. So I had to like go in and manually turn up every time that person spoke. But I did it because I wanted to.
1: Hey, shouts out, shouts out. Howard oh, Kramer, what a guy. And then say it was still fun. Like this, it was still, they were still very fun in commentary. Uh, Vampiro opens up this show with this promo in the back of a bus. He's probably stoned out of his gourd. He's like, yo, I fucking love this shit. Cops suck. I fucking hate this cop. I'm going to kick the shit out of him. I got a new tattoo. I'm fucking Vampiro. I'm a juggalo for life, baby. Yeah. Vampiro is such a juggalo. Yeah. Can I quickly say something? Uh Please. The window is open and our door is open
0: to from the studio just because it is muggy in here because we've had to keep the door open so breezes mm. couldn't come through because we have a cat just in case you hear Nicole
1: rabble, rabble past the doorway or- she- Better not. I'm talking about Vampiro, who's such a goddamn chuckle. Uh huh. Uh huh. Actually, you want you want to know what? I
0: should make it more echoey in here, so then it copies the sound of your room.
1: Per. <laughs> Nicole, fuck you, guy. Nicole just what laughed at that. What the fuck wrong with you, you <laughs> piece of shit? Oh my god! I come on here, I agree to this podcast, and you an overwhelming. <laughs> dog dude, scum of the earth <laughs> absolute scrub yeah yeah. absolute a- scrub vampiro is more of a juggalo than you'll ever be but to be fair he's more a juggalo than all of us yeah he starts a magic magic ninja what chant yeah. which i'm like i don't know if it i don't know if it debuted at big money hustlers is that is that where it started yes that's fucking ridiculous that's such a deep pull to make i fucking loved vampiro it's not a deep pull that- It's not a deep pull yeah so like okay if you go to a Juggalo
0: event, things that will that you'll hear screamed is I say stomp, you say whoop whoop, stomp whoop whoop, whoop stomp whoop 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 whoop. whoop. Uh, who's going chicken hunt? We's going We's chicken hunt. Got up. a motherfucking chicken up, right? right? Then the everyone says that. Right. And okay. magic, magic ninja what? Magic, magic ninja what? So yeah, those are things All you'll right. hear
1: at okay. an in-store line. All right. Us- Fucking! It was weird to see... It was also weird to see him come out and cut such a low-key promo. He's like... Because he was doing a very, like... Hey, uh, it's good to see everyone. Um, One time I came out here and we started a Magic Magic Ninja chant, And I was just wondering if we could do that again. And he's so sweet. Uh, He goes over Officer Colt Cabana. Which was weird to see Colt Cabana in, like... not, Not just playing a bad guy. But specifically a shitty narc. Yeah. Hell yeah. Also... Like I talk, you talk about wrestling kind of being seven years behind the times. A major joke that I'm pretty sure they wrote in is that he is a, he, uh, content warning, big old rapist. Ooh. And it's like, and that's like, that's like the, yeah. and, And It's one of those, they keep referencing it on commentary. He comes out and says he's a gold mini gold winner in the police forces, uh, rape category contest or whatever. What? Yo, it's like weird. And it's like 2012 and you're like, you fucking wrote this joke. It's, it's one of those things I feel like everyone was just kind of like a, yeah, that will probably work because he's a bad guy. Yeah. But it's very weird. It's like it's one of those things like I don't know who came up with it, but like you probably could have found a better way to get him heat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's weird. But yeah, dude, there's fucking headbangers from the Attitude Era of WWF. Motherfucking Madman Pondo and Necro Butcher of Backyard Wrestling. For the PS2 fame. Oh okay. okay. was in that. I think Necrobutcher was in that game. If not, he should have been in that game. I believe that's the only name I know that you've said so far. I think Madman Pondo. Yeah, headbangers would have been. They're WWF like nineties. They're like they would wrestle in kilts and like love heavy metal music. Then the rock and roll fucking express, who are like seven like nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties legends. These dudes, and they're still wrestling today. These dudes are so fucking old. It's ridiculous. They come out in an Avenged Sevenfold shirt, and I fucking love them. Then also, also they fought off with the tag champs, Ringriders, a.k.a. Ohio versus Everyone, a.k.a. the Chris Brothers. What a match. Wild stuff. Uh, there's like a nine-person battle royale featuring Bobby Lashley, who's what? Carlito? Christopher Masters? Fucking X-Pac? Eugene? Weed Man, Rude Boy, Shockwave, the robot, who is a robot. Like he, who is that robot from uh the from Car Rangers, the uh, the police bot. Oh, Signal Man. It's basically Signal Man. Oh hell Imagine yeah! Imagine Signal Man wrestling. Yeah, it's but unfortunately kind of stiff. Uh, and yeah, Zach Gowan, the one like uh the one like wrestler. Of course he's stiff. He's in robot gear. I know, but it's like how like I'm like I I don't mean that to put him down. I mean that more as like that's so impressive to mm-hmm. wrestle. In that getup. Hey, Sean. D- yes. W- when we go out to the club, they
0: also call us the headbangers because we love getting our dick sucked in a private
1: room. Why? Because we're why banging that, heads, dude. When you're in a committed relationship, I find it difficult to hook up with strange strange people. I don't know why this is the aura you want to create for ourselves. No one like said those. who is is filleting me. Okay, so so wait, so we're going out to clubs so that Nicole can give you a blowjob. I feel like I that's an at-home that. activity. Never said that. Oh, uh-uh. You uh, you seem to have heavily implied it, and now you, you've realized the words you did with what you I implied. Said, and you are walking it back. Speaking of walking it back, you do who's not walking it back? Motherfucking Vader and Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner, no. the batshit man. No yeah fuck yeah they just beat up two fucking local jobbers and it's awesome and i didn't know Batchet man was a thing but it's like a hatchet man with a batarang and that fucking shit's dope john morrison and matt hardy versus Briar wellington yo right versus like Briar wellington who is a kind of a local nobody dearborn michigan indie legend but like alex shelley's first trainer which i did not realize which like Alex Shelley of the Most Motor City Machine Guns point to your hand. They're from that city of Detroit, and then they come in the ring and they beat the shit out of you. Who? The fact that his trainer—I don't know—I I love that. Is I love finding out that like, this was his trainer, fucking crushing at the JCW, man. Michigan goes wide. The main event is Too Tough Tony, the champion, versus Congo Kong. This was a oh, this was a weird show. I liked it. Hell yeah, and that, man! And it was much better. Than fucking WWE and whatever the fuck they're doing with John Laurinaitis. That's my sweaty times in North America, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but what the fuck is
0: going on in 2012 on the music charts? Tell me about it, stud. Well, I'm going to be reading two charts today because I I want to know what's going on on the indie charts, but also what is going on in general, because I want to know who is being real pissed off. At ICP this week
1: for be- for yeah okay I'm not gonna spoiler it Go Yeah, ahead. so
0: we'll start with the indie charts and this was released August fourteenth two thousand and twelve so it's the charts for two weeks later okay. indie charts starting at number five it's in this moment with blood cool I would also like to say all of these people this is their first week on the charts so. That's good for them, isn't Uh, it? Well, it is, but they're all pissed at who will be beating them out. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Next up is (laughs) Tamala Man or Tamala Man with Best Days. These people, I don't know. Besides one of them, I don't know any of them. Oh, no, I know this next one because I believe if they're the
1: right band, it's Slightly Stupid with Top of the World. Are they that Canadian band? I know that name. I got Google them now. Slightly stupid is is an American band based in Ocean Beach, uh, San Diego. They're like, yeah, psychedelic punk rock, reggae rock, sort of like they didn't want to say ska. Okay. All right. Dub blues folk. Well, coming Um, in at number two is the one that I
0: at least have heard of. And my sister probably listened to them. Yellow card with Southern air.
1: Oh, hell yeah. I don't know. I I think I'm, I, might, I might listen to Slightly Stupid after this. They seem like a good summertime band.
0: Same. Oh, man, if you want a good summer album, listen to Have a Summer, Have Another Summer, Some of This, Some of That, Summatology, or Oculus Summer by Howard Kramer and Brett Morris. Dragon Boy swayed all these plugs. Cheer and coming in at number one, oh, man, it's the Insane Clown Posse with the Mighty Death Posse. Pop, What? Yeah, no.
1: Uh I just okay. set it up to do that, you know? Fair enough. I can't blame them for a band like, like Slightly Stupid who's like trying to get their start. Yellow Card's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. But they've always been like, I don't know, you almost want to say Underground Underground because like they're independent, but they're not like, like ICP's been in the mainstream at this point. There's, they're on the outskirts of the mainstream, but people know who the fuck they are. Yeah, But like, I don't know, You got right? It's a good album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm so I'm sorry, Tamala man. I'm slightly sorry. <laughs> but let's get into the top 200. Okay. Night 100. Let's start with 199 cuz I don't want to go all the way to 200. Well, we're starting at number 7. 7,
0: okay. Cuz I just want you to know who else is on the charts. This okay. is One Direction with Up All Night. Sure. Coming in at number 6 is Justin Bieber with Believe. Sure. Coming in at number five, it's Maroon
1: Five with over exposed. Agreed, Ed, sure.
0: So. (laughs) Who is going to beat out those behemoths of fucking rock and roll and pop music? It's coming in at number four, the Insane Clown Posse with the Mighty Death Posse. Magic, magic, ninja. What? Magic, magic, ninja. What? Good thing I can't get a sound complaint with the windows open because it's a Saturday and it's 3 p.m.
1: Yeah, baby. But coming in at number three, these are the people who beat out our beautiful boys. Okay, as long as they're not Maroon Five, I'm pretty, I'm pretty chill about it. It's the boss, Rick Ross, with "God okay. Forgives, I Don't." whoa Rick ross coming in ha! so edgy heavy. oh my god I feel it i'm gonna start an emo band for rick ross uh-huh rick ross what happened to you in the childhood your parent not love you mm. <laughs> oh no <laughs> is, rick Ro- is rick ross he's kind of i don't know much about rick ross he kind of turned out to suck right yeah i think so yeah he had that okay. one verse i believe it's rick ross about like Oh, yeah. He has like a real Cosby-like verse, doesn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you for phrasing it in a way that means I don't say the R word. Fair enough. I might ask you to edit out the – I'm not going to ask you to edit out uh, the R word. Uh, Just like, I'm sorry, Colt. But that was a weird gimmick to do in 2012. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, Uh, at at that time – And like the entire – I think at this time, Daniel
0: Tosh was probably Mm -hmm. getting backlash for that R joke that he made at a heckler that wasn't even a joke.
1: And, 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 I, and not even to put it all on Colt, um, because there was a whole, like, I'm sure it was the whole production. Mm-hmm. And, like, I and like Ch- I, I wouldn't be surprised if Shaggy himself kind of wrote that line. Or if not Shaggy himself, the whole crew backstage kind of, like, putting this character together for Colt.
0: And it, it like, yes, I know what they're trying to do. It's trying to make police as vile as they
1: can. And, it, yep. you know, police do do that. Absolutely. And, yeah, and, and like, it, it totally works. Fans boo the fuck out of mm-hmm. Colt Cabana it's just like and it's it's just one of those like yeah no it worked in 20 it it barely worked in 2012 where like i don't know i'd be curious to hear some of the the way this crowd reacts i feel like there's a handful of like cool heat this guy's doing good we acknowledge this guy's doing a good job of being a bad guy and some like actual no wait fuck you that sucked Mm -hmm. hold on no we're here to have a good time fuck you Well, coming in at number two is Various Artists with Now, That's What I Call Music, 43. That's my shit. I always wonder what is music. I wake up in the morning in a cold sweat wondering what the fuck is music. Then I reach over to my Now, That's What I Call Music CD, and I'm like, there we go. Mm -hmm. Let's fucking hop on this bandwagon, baby. This is the second week this
0: compilation was on the charts. The previous week, it peaked at number
1: one. Wait, because this is what volume is this? Forty-three. Jesus Christ! All right, we're moving on. Uh-huh, I can't uh-huh. with you. I can't with you anymore. Culture. Did you know the first Kids Bop album went platinum? Is this is number one gonna be Kids Bop? Nope. It's Two Chains with a,
0: based on a true ST and then dot dot dot. Don't know the
1: rest. Don't. True I'll story, probably. I'll take it. I love it. I love it for it not being Kids Bop. Well done, Two chains. Oh, yeah. Well they, done. It would be weird if the number one and number two were
0: compilations, and pretty much the Kids Bop is going to be what is on now. That's what I call Music
1: 43. Yeah. Well, that's also 2012. Uh, like, Spotify and stuff aren't a thing yet, but certainly uh, we're coming out of Napster. You know, we're, we are going... Get, we're deep into iTunes. Yeah. Like, buying albums isn't what it used to be. <laughs> so yeah, it yeah. almost makes sense for it to be compilations, because it's just... This is my grandmother desperately searching for a Christmas present like that. I feel like that's where most of those sales come from. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. people
0: just love because actually buying CDs was still good because you weren't really at the moment where your car had an auxiliary cable or true. Bluetooth to it. So you're still wanting for car trips, road trips, if you will, starring mm. Tom Green.
2: <laughs>
0: Sharp. You would want that. Yeah, yeah. We're at the tail tail end of CDs, I'd say. Mm -hmm. I was using CDs up until when I met Nicole. Oh wait, never. That's 2013. So no, I because I still had a car that didn't have a
1: auxiliary port. So until I moved to Chicago, I was still repping CDs. I think yeah, I wasn't. I never had a car though. So like, I don't know. Like like yeah, getting. I I like I had one of those like old school. It wasn't even a Zune mp3 players wasn't an ipod it wasn't a zoom it was just like a very off-brand mp3 player and i think that's what i was using for a while
0: i had a walkman mp3 player and i swear by those they're great mp3 players hell yeah Let's talk about an album that people were going out and buying fans of the band, meaning Juggalos. The Mighty Death Pop is the ICP's 12th studio album, which is insane that 12 albums in. Also, you got side projects, EP, solo stuff. This album, besides maybe three songs, are either, yeah, that's good or fuck, man, that's great.
1: Yeah, I'm like really... And it's so... Let's read the reviews first before we get into our personal stuff, I guess. Okay.
0: All right. So this is the second card in the second deck, two for two, and was released on August 14th, 2012. However, Jonathan, it is the Uh last album to date to feature longtime producer Mike E. Clarkingson.
1: Really? I didn't realize he goes away again. Yep, he does. Oh, no. To produce for that boy, Kid Rockington. Ew. Fuck off.
0: He says, "I love grit sandwiches for breakfast."
1: God, that dude's such a f- that dude's such a fucking fake juggle man and fucking uh-huh. racist bigot piece of shit. They de- right. they've
0: denounced him. They're like, we no longer want you around us.
1: Fucking good. You god damn it! Please read the reviews. I need to I need to get out of this kid. I need to get this Kid Rock taste out of my mouth. Ooh.
0: Like this (laughs) L or wait, no, he wasn't on taste. He was on some other song.
1: He shows up on their first album to drop the N bomb. Uh, And fucks off. What
0: Kid Rock? What's wrong with you? Uh huh. Uh huh. Joseph Jesus. Bruce, aka Violent J, stated that the group would, in quotes, take all the anger we feel and have saved up and stored inside of us from all the crazy dissing of ICP and the Juggalos, and we're gonna channel it into the new album. I really don't think that is apparent in this. There's a lot of like happy and yeah, sad songs on this. There's not a lot
1: no, of like. I mean, even for a Joker card, this is a pretty lighthearted joker card mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but man i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it but like yeah that sounds like just kind of like a generic babyface promo not to blow up bruce's spot but like it's not like like oh yeah listen i know he's bigger than me i know he's stronger than me but i got the heart and the, and the love of the wwf fans out there and we're gonna do it we're gonna do it to it lars like it kind of sounds kind of a basic good guy promo
0: yeah okay so when I first listened to this I thought this was the most neutral ICP album meaning it's not bad but it's totally not good but once I found out the concept which we've said this many times you gotta if it's a concept album or it's an art film know what the director is trying to do with it and you will probably enjoy it more so after learning this tidbit according to Violent J the mighty death pop in quotes teaches us to respect the life we're we've been given and do our best to avoid an early death the album covers colors are white purple and yellow in order to appear harmless but according to bruce the character is actually the most dangerous joker's card to date more dangerous i guess not i guess to the average person more dangerous but yes
1: yeah i feel like like to me this is like as out of compared to all the other joker cards right In the comics and like in all the lore, they pull up a a physical manifestation of a card and then the Joker card goes out, does its thing, and then goes back into the card or whatever. Mm -hmm. This one feels the most like sometimes if you're playing D&D or like a role playing game, you're like, all right, I discover a chest. You open the chest and a whirlwind of dark energy flies out of the chest surrounds you and then disperses out across the room through the rest of the dungeon you're like okay uh then what well that's it good luck motherfucker like it feels like that's what this card is you play the death pop and then you maybe hear like a you hear a pop and then you don't see anything and like because it can happen to all of us because it can happen anywhere and it's just so random uh the death pop, the death pop is the idea of a senseless death I would put one more thing on that with
0: the RPG D d allegory is when you say I would like to open this chest and the DM says are you sure yeah, and that's, that's exactly.
1: Yes, that is the mighty death pop because you when, get a big "Are you sure?" But then also no resolution.
0: You want it? Okay. I'm. I'll be d d or dming for hit it and credit in the future doing a Derms clurman campaign, and the bit I'm going to do is just constantly say "Are you sure?" And people will be like, "James, it, it, you say this so many times, and it's always it, it's it's good, bad, or neutral. We don't know
1: what you mean by that." I'm like, "That's because I'm a little stinker." Yeah, and it, I feel like after a while, it would just be like, "Are you?" Sh- yes, I'm sure. I'm opening the chest. <laughs> yeah. And I say, um, "Hey
0: guys, guess what? You just leveled up. There, a mist appears, and it
1: gives you experience points. Hurrah!" But yeah, it's like as far as the concept goes, this is a very. It's also the first Joker deck. Each one kind of felt like a weapon. Like even mm-hmm. sort of the characters, like the Jekyll brothers, or you know Malenko and Ringmaster, they were all characters, but they were all very like specifically in the lore and they did something these two feel much more allegorical also
0: maybe this the, i haven't i don't know the lore behind the rest of the joker's cards in this second deck i mm-hmm. besides carnival of carnage all of the other joker cards to my recollection are all like post life things of you being yes. judged, where you're going to go, all of that.
1: These are pre death Joker's cards. These are modes of death. Yes. Uh well, it, well, oh my gosh. Uh, bang boom pow, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bang boom pow is or no, bang is, is, pow or is, boom. Thank you. Bang pow boom is is war, specifically like a nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. And then this is senseless, sometimes stupid recklessness. It's just diff. It's ways to die, and it's it's very. I like that though. I like that they're saying them. It's 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 different from the first Joker deck, and it's a little more allegorical than it is lore driven. But mm -hmm. it's still. But it still has enough lore to keep it going, and because it's a broader concept, they can really dance around. In the concept, make it, it makes each song still feel like it fits. Do you want to know what?
0: I would love if this
1: is what they're doing. This is what they yeah.
0: have planned because there will be three decks. If the first deck oh. was like, hey, this is the afterlife and how you're going to go to where you will forever be in eternity. Yeah. This current one, the second one, is modes of death. And then the third one are Joker cards that occur while you live. That would be fucking amazing. Like, if they, yeah. if they concept the concept, two thumbs up, and I hope they're listening. And if they end up doing that and they're like, well, we kind of stole this from them. Don't say, you can take this. Yeah,
1: please. Please. That sounds cool as hell. Because guess um, what? I can clip this when the third deck is finished and be like, See, we were right. Well, that's not going to help them. They don't want to hear that shit from a bunch of fucking, I don't know, fancy smancy podcasters. No, no, but they,
0: because they stole it. But I, I'm, but we have oh, the. Oh, you think they're actually okay? Yeah, sure. We have the credibility that we can say, like, no, we, we, we were right. That's what they were doing. I mean, they're probably not stealing it. That's probably just what they're doing. Well, I don't know because I, I don't know what the missing link is. I don't know what. Yeah bed rub bed bedlam red yum yum bedlam that's what it
1: is i'm not editing they're already on the third are they already on the third no there's one last
0: one i believe it's bang pow boom the mighty death pop missing link fearless fred that's a fun name yum yum bedlam which is the first kind of like splash woman the first female joker's card oh okay cool Splash Woman from Mega Man 9, first female robot you fight. Mega Ran has an amazing song about that on Mega Ran 9. Check that out, guys. Dup, dup, dup. But yeah, let's get into these reviews. I just have three. This is from Sarah Bensing. One out of five stars saying, More like the mighty death of the insane clown posse. August 16th, 2012. Damn, Sarah. I have listened to this CD three times and I am utterly shocked at how poor and weak this album really is. No wonder they release multiple versions of the album just to boost album sales. Hey, Sarah, I know you're not like a professional writer. Use some Thethoris work to not say album so many times. Now Baby, I know... get over
1: here and work on my thesaurus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Baby, why don't you get over here and you work on my thesaurus? I don't, know what, I don't know what this character is. You can cut him out of the show.
0: Now I know Juggalos are going to hate me, but I need to let it out among all these four and five star reviews of this album. I have been a fan since I bought The Tunnel of Love back in 1996, and this Album has really tested my loyalty to the insane clown posse. This Album sounds really lazy and completely lacks the punch and humor that has made past releases. Yeah, see, you got it. So enjoyable to listen over and over again. I also bought Bang Pow Boom when it was released, and I listened to it for a week, and I haven't played it since. Hey, it that's good. Name the album. That, that's good. and that
1: makes sense. If you didn't like Bang, if you don't, if you didn't like Bang Pow Boom, you wouldn't like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This feels. We, we kind of like Bang Pal Boo. Yeah. Um So, like, yeah, we like this, too. It feels very... If, if, I like where they're going right now. But mm-hmm. that's, I get, that's, that's not for everyone, Sarah. It's reasonable. This new era of Joker's cards
0: is unimaginative and devoids all the awe mystery of the first era. This may be my, the last ICP album I buy.
1: Yeah, they're, because, because the... Part of the thing with the Joker cards being more allegorical to real-life death and not this, like, we're building the mythology of our Shangri-La. Mm-hmm. Like, it does become a little less mysterious. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. I like it. Well, coming in at again
0: is Chaos is the Name. And just, this is a trend, just the entitlement in old-school Juggalos. Which I reeks. feel like we've been talking about f- since, like, 2000. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. This yeah. is... A three out of five star saying, decent, but wasn't feeling it this time around. This is from August 3rd, 2012. He's ready for the world to die. Because, you know, the apocalypse 2012. As much as I... F, asterisk, 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 I-N-G, love, I-C-P. They have really gone downhill. Since the release of their final Joker's card, they have taken too much of the mainstream into their music. I don't understand people saying that. They don't. It's so, like, maybe mainstream in 1978, but
1: not mainstream of 2012, guys. I I mean, they do have, have like, a crunk attempt on this album. But really only one and they've been playing with that for years also crunk is crunk did get mainstream but crunk besides
0: the i don't know 10 artists that really brought it into the mainstream all the other people are indie
1: yeah it's it's weird but if i will say this because it was all over the radio in like my high school not, not as much by by this time but like it felt so mainstream because of those like two or three mainstream artists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, and, okay. And, and 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 the and the worst part, not even because it hurts the culture, those two or three mainstream artists, and then literally everyone else trying to jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. That weren't from the scene, but were are just kind of profiting off of others' work. Yeah, like Broken Side. Fuck those assholes. Dead ass.
0: I do end up finding at least. One or two songs that I love, but nowadays, it should be nowadays, I believe, I can't get into them anymore. Their old school music is the only good music they have left, but they have gone too mainstream and poppy nowadays. Only my fellow old school juggalos would agree with me. The new juggalos would most likely call me an effing idiot and tasteless for this comment. No, they're not. They're just going to be like, okay, dude, I enjoyed it.
1: And then stop reading this. I hope you hope, man. I mean, I don't know. Watching wrestling right now between WWE and AEW and like Twitter and Reddit being a fucking just wasteland of discourse like honestly i i prefer one company to the other but like i can appreciate when other company does cool shit and i'm not spending the whole time attacking fans of the other company yeah. and i can see like old school versus new cool school juggalos if you do that you fucking suck If you're that tribalistic about this whole thing, you fucking suck. Well, based on Reddit on the Juggalo forum,
0: most people are like, yeah, who cares if they're new and they found them from TikTok? Steve Barnes, his daughter, all of a sudden he heard something playing in the background and he like goes in and he's like, Are you listening to Insane Clown Posse? It was boogie, woogie, woo. woo. And she's she's like, oh, yeah, it was just like I heard it on TikTok and I put it on a playlist. And he's like, holy shit. And now she's diving more into ICP. Oh, hell yeah. Steve Martin,
1: I have no beef with you this week.
0: But let's face it. Unless you have been born as long as I have. Oh, wait, unless you have been down, I think is what they meant to say. As long as I have parenthetical 16 years you won't see icp as i do and won't see the progress or lack thereof in their music not Gate a bad gatekeeping s- ain't juggalo Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Not a bad CD to own for a collection, but I wouldn't spend money on it. Sorry, ICP, but
1: it's the honest truth. Own the fucking... Oh, my God. I'm so sick of him running the sentence over. Just end the fucking sentence.
0: MMFWCL, nonetheless. That means much motherfucking wicked clown love, nonetheless. Shut up, dude. I mean, whatever. And then finally...
1: and it's, probably, and it's one of those things you i feel like when you're behind the keyboard and you're kind of alone you have a lot, a lot stronger opinions than when you kind of like meet up with people and you have a conversation mm-hmm. because it's because you're not in your own echo chamber at that point point. and then so your opinions do become a little more open-minded because you have more you disc that's discourse breeds open-mindedness yeah well so like like i'm giving him some benefit of the doubt for writing this alone behind a keyboard as opposed to Having a conversation with friends. Hey, this Juffaho is in
0: his own echo chamber, but when he passes away, he'll be in the echo side. Damn. Yeah, I'm heating on him. Next up is Peter J. Garcia. Final review saying five out of five. A long time juggalo speaks. First of all, the haters can lick. Oh, yeah. I remember why I chose this one. It has a lot of like juggalo. I'm just going to read the first sentence. Okay. First of all, the haters can lick a rotten banana till it oozes out that brown gross stuff it's filled with. Boom. Uh huh, uh huh. Which, did you know those like black dots at the bottom of bananas are tarantula eggs? is it really no it's a that's a mighty boost joke that Nicole and I laugh at every single time because Noel Fielding says it so
1: confidently and it's just like no what are you talking about sir uh he got me I got worked by Noel Fielding again curse you Noah Noel yeah no my beef is with Noah oh Noah Fielding yeah don't worry about that guy okay he's fucking evil Noel's a goddamn gem man i saw him live for luxury comedy live holy fuck was it great hell yeah you know what else was fucking great what's that this fucking album was all right let's talk about the mighty let's talk about the mighty death pop coming in at number one is intro yeah this is cool this This is is, uh, yeah go ahead this is very
0: much the like first deck style of intro where there's a skit To begin with, then it hits the beat, it has a very catchy hook, and then the verses are more so talking rather than rapping, but still hits hard. It's like Great Malenko, and I know, oh, blasphemy comparing this to the pinnacle of the holy ICP, Great Malenko.
1: Because this was the intro, (laughs) I like how you're having an argument with yourself. No, I'm having an argument with uh, Chaos is the Name. That person does not exist.
2: Yeah, they do too. It all, See, it's, it's it right here.
1: It has all been you.
0: Oh shit! You're right. I do go by Chaos as the name on Amazon. Because
1: <laughs> this was the intro. This was the hold my chips, babe. Or was that coming later? I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's and again, it sets it up in a very kind of simple. Like it sets up everything. I got like in in a way where like after listening to this, and I have Genius to the side, and that helps. Mm-hmm. Sort of putting everything. Everything comes together in this intro of like, this is what the mighty death pop is about. And because it's a little less lore centric and a little more like senseless, reckless deaths, Mm -hmm. that's the mighty death pop. They set it up so cleanly, so out of control. Like as soon as that they start dropping so out of control, it's like, oh, that's the theme. And it shows up everywhere. And again, like I got, I got real hyped, but this is the song, all that stuff I realized about like the allegories and like, versus the new versus the old deck. That all I got, I got all that off the intro. And that's awesome. Also, I love the fuzzy run on the uh, hook melody. It's either a synth or like a fuzzy guitar. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's very fuzzy, very good.
0: We the money death pop. Your shit drops. Ooh, second song, baby.
1: Yo, that was fucking, that was just dope. Yeah. Uh, MD, and, it's, and it's all as a party. MDP comes to a party and fucks their shit up. Yeah. Which is um, pretty much what the, the like they they say like the wraith loves to
0: loves the motherfucker out of crackheads and heroin something like that back on the wraith Shangri La and yeah like the mighty death pop loves a
1: fucking rager oh yeah absolutely because those dumbest sh- I realized now I didn't take any notes on the intro all everything I just said was about the this song the mighty death pop my bad
0: man you want um, man
1: <laughs> sorry. A
0: bunch of my friends were in a car in high school in December. I think December twelfth. Man, they got the fucking mighty death pop, baby. Wolf. Uh, <laughs> yes.
1: Mine too. She was trying to pull out of a driveway, and it was very icy.
0: Oh dang! For real?
1: You're yeah. you're you're making it. You were sad. fucking joke. You thought that was a joke? Yeah. You thought the words you put together was a humorous statement? It's Fuck funny you. because it's my trauma. It's my trauma too, but mine's sad um i don't know i hate comedy i fucking hate comedy dude it fucking sucks i i don't want to bleep something out i was going to say the
0: i'll i'll say it to no because you're gonna be sad if i say it the thing that i always bleep out i was going to say yeah yeah hey guys about 10 seconds later you heard a short beep but i was speaking for a very long time
1: yeah yeah but my this is i like this this song sets up the album so well and, and again, yeah, because this is the this is the song that have the "so out of control" line, and as, and and the, I think the interesting thing in this in this entire album, this song sets up too, is the sort of natural contradiction, polarization of the Mighty death pop, where on one side celebrate life, mm-hmm. it can happen at any time, oh like live your life like to the fullest, because this my death pop can happen anywhere, but at the same time, don't do so recklessly, yeah, because, don't be stupid. But, like, don't be stupid, but also make sure you're living. Like, like, it's weird. They're not, like, really blaming the party. Like, it's good to go to a party and mm-hmm. see people and to, like, gather. That's, 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 like, live your life, but just don't be stupid about it. And it becomes this, it becomes this push and pull of this balance between, like, well, like, I got to make sure I'm going out there doing my shit that I want to do, and I'm reckless, but only as so far as I'm not stupid. Like, walk that line. The Mighty Death Pop
0: loves the United States of America as well because we don't have universal health care. Yeah, that fucking sucks. Uh-huh, uh-huh because you can live recklessly in Canada, but y- you're probably going to live more than your counterpart in America.
1: I'm glad that was that a joke? Was that humor? Because I'm not going to lie. That depressed the shit out of me too, James. Yeah, What's happening today? It's
0: it's like the given pull of the Mighty Death Pop. It's humorous but also
1: realistic. <laughs> yeah. We're the Mark Marin of ICP based podcasts, baby. I mean, yeah, we did spend I don't know ten minutes
0: talking about my cats up front. <laughs> we are the Mark Marin of definitive Juggalo introductory podcasts. <laughs> we talk about how people hate us, but like not like people are like, yeah, are we I mean, cool? Are we cool? Yeah, yeah. All right, All here right. are my notes on this, and then we'll get on to the next song. Yeah, we have a bunch of songs to get through. You can tell the popularity of an ICP album based on the quantity of Genius annotations, but of course, never the quality. This is So there's a line where we are told the mighty Death Pop loves, in quotes, loves the risky rock and roll. And I was like, what? Is a risky rock and roll? What makes I need to it know. risky? And I he- need to know. Okay, this is what it is. This is my annotation. It would be like performing at the old Fraunthal Theater that's been abandoned and shut down ever since Mariel of Mariel and the Motorboats died of electrocution when the onstage jet ski rained water on her pedal board and she's just going, blah, blah, blah. it's been haunted ever since that electric evening and it's said anyone who performs there will end up Tasting metal before dropping dead with the
1: faint screams of Mariel's rockabilly vocals in the wings. Damn, dude. We need some meddling kids and their dogs to figure that one out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Are we ready to talk about the next song? Yeah. Night of the Chainsaw.
0: Cut them up, Chuck! Oh,
1: this song's fucking dope.
0: Uh, I have so many... Me- this is the most... Because I don't know what's going on the playlist. There are so many yeah. starred ones. There are a couple. There's even a
1: couple three starred ones. I don't know. if I don't know. if I don't know if I dropped any threes. I think I dropped one three. But like, yeah, I definitely two starred this one. This song's great. Mm-hmm. Yo, it's just a dude who gets real high, then walks out with a chainsaw, fucking cuts people up. Wait, he gets uh, high in this? He gets real high. How did you know that? Because the first two lines are like, "Yo, I take all these drugs. I'm fucking nuts."
0: Oh, you, you probably read the genius annotation that says for those lines.
1: Yeah, he
0: takes drugs. That's the annotation. <laughs> what the fuck is he, up? He with literally you?
1: listed, and the lines are like he literally listing the drugs he's taking.
0: And guess what? The annotation is he's taking PCP, meth, and antidepressants, and then goes crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what you don't define you don't the definition isn't the definition or the word
1: genius is fucking crazy juggalos Uh, come on but big yo his vocal and his vocal inflection is he's doing such an od now i won't say an odp impression but the od but the but the old dirty bastard influence is heavily felt on this one yeah because i was gonna say i actually enjoyed this oh yeah Go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> Rest in, press in peace to the ODB. And the, uh, so it's, yeah, it was fucking cool. And it's, it's ODB. And then the character's name is Chainsaw Chuck, which is, a, I haven't seen anywhere, but it has to be, based on what these guys know and like are aware of, a reference to Chainsaw Charlie, who is Terry Funk's name when he joins the WWF. Ooh. Terry Funk. Terry Funk, a legend. This it's so it's so fuckable. A legend outside of the WWF, wrestled in all the territories. Huge deathmatch guy in in, in uh, FMW and a lot of like and a lot of uh, like like a lot of other Japanese promotions. Like he would wrestle straight matches. He'd also wrestle like these fucking wild hardcore matches. Like the reason we have death matches, a big part of that is because of Terry Funk, Mm -hmm. because he took when he took Onita under his wing to like, hey, check out what's going on in America. He's like, yo, what the fuck? I'm taking this shit to Japan. I'm making it crazier. Mm -hmm. Like Terry Funk's an absolute legend. And then he shows up at WWF. He's like, I'm going to I'm going to wear a stocking over my face and have a chainsaw. Okay, but you're Terry Funk. You're famous as fuck. Yeah, but I want a <laughs> chainsaw. <laughs> like, well, okay, chainsaw and Charlie, go out there.
2: I, also, like, uh, yeah,
0: I think that just the chainsaw's name is Chuck. I think they
1: call it. I th- oh, I thought they were saying cut him up, Chuck. Yeah, to the chainsaw. I thought he. I thought. I thought he. I thought he said he. Okay, even if, even if the chainsaw's name is Chuck, it's still absolutely uh, yeah like, it feels like it has to be a reference to Ter- terry funk basically like what these guys are into mm-hmm. but specifically the wrestling style they're into i think on great malenko the liner notes might have thanked terry funk oh fuck yeah dude and that's and like this whole song is a slasher fl- it's a slasher fic- flick flick mm-hmm. it's a slasher flick starring a mix of violent j odb and terry funk yeah. let's fucking go let's fucking go it's insane that they don't make more movies. It kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah. But also, yeah, I'm okay. I'd rather have I'd rather have uh, Night of the Chainsaw than another Big Money Wrestler. To be fair,
0: no, but I mean, like in Bowling Ball style, they could have done a slasher based on Night of the Chainsaw. Uh,
1: yeah, that's true. If they, if they do more, like more, like more movies based on their songs, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they, because they're storytellers. I think yeah, that's. It- that's the, that's their biggest strength, is that they tell a fun story. They're, they're also short-form storytellers. Like, yeah. they're not going to UCB. They're going to hang out at comedy sports. <laughs> true. Very true. They tell a great short story. A herald they are not. I mean, unless this is the comic books, because, yo, Pendulum was fucking dope. It holds up to this day. They would need a great teacher and
0: director to really flesh out. Yeah. They're, they're maud. They're not herald.
1: Okay. Anything else on Night of the Chainsaw?
0: Yeah. ICP has lost their morality tales because this dude is murdering people and not only just murdering people in a drug-induced rage, he describes chainsawing a poodle on the front lawn, but at least it was a poodle because besides Dalmatians, probably the only dog who would enjoy that. Okay. Uh, No, poodles Uh, (laughs) and Dalmatians are
1: just like psychopaths. Okay, Erd. I was like that seems that seems like a weird attack on poodles for no reason uh, th- uh, I'll tell the, you though, yeah,
0: think of it like this why what other what dog do you know that would just willingly go into a burning building For
1: sure for sure. They're, they're insane I'll t- I, why I'm okay with this not being a morality tale though is like is because this in the rest in the concept of the album, right Chainsaw Chuck is an agent of the Mighty Death Pop okay, like that's the thing he is a random, senseless serial killer. He doesn't he doesn't kill with reason or purpose, he just does it to do it. That's part of the mighty death pop. There's a weird thing in the Mighty Death Pop. He's the it's the least moral of the Joker cards we've seen so far. Yeah. There's no right like the Mighty Death Pop isn't killing out of righteousness or to avenge the fallen. He's killing to revenge stupidity mm-hmm. or just ran and just sometimes um, just randomness. So like yeah, Chainsaw Chuck doesn't get Chainsaw Chuck gets what he gets coming to him in the afterlife. We have to assume that. Yeah. Because that's been so set up in this canon. But like, yeah, there's no... Like, like he's doing what he's... What the Joker... What the carnival wants him to do. I do want to see an accurate 101 Dalmatians
0: real quick. Just like, dogs biting each other and that's all it is. Okay, that sounds fucked up. Let's talk about the next song.
1: All right. <laughs> speaking
0: of things that are fucked up... True for true. Okay. Yeah. Can I just... I would just like to say... Please. all this th- I have collected information background about this song chris benoit inspiration for the song came from wrestler chris benoit who unfortunately murdered his wife and son before committing suicide the insane that co- with them in the house for two days the <clears throat> bodies hey, in- yeah. Insane Clown Posse broadly alluded to the murders in the song's lyrics, but the focus of the song is not on the murders themselves, but of suddenly losing one's sanity and eclipsing in violence. The song pertains to the album's overall concept, which is teaches us to respect life we've been given and do our best to avoid an early death. The song was remixed by Kuma for the remix album Mikey Clark's Extra Pop Emporium, the Remix features additional verses by Ice Cube and Scarface. That's pretty cool. They were fucking dope. I listened to that version. Ooh, I did not. I should have. The Houston, bad. Yeah. the Houston Press criticized the song, suggesting that it glorified the wrestlers' murders. Spin Magazine, however, who also ranked this as their 39th best hip hop album of 2012, True. they said that the song uses the wrestler's psyche. To stare into the void and Graveside Entertainment cited Chris Benoit as a standout of the mighty Death Pop, calling it one of Insane Clown Posse's darkest songs to date, writing, Insane Clown Posse, or ICP, wisely took a more subtle approach focusing on the mind state someone like Benoit may have had during and after the act, and it works extremely well. I could not find, because I was like, there has to be someone commenting on this, but I could not find any reactions or reviews or comments by fellow pro wrestlers. The song is very well done musically and on theme, one of their best, but it it still feels a little
1: in poor taste. Well, it's wild. It feels like they've been doing this song story for a minute. Tower, uh, Freeway Killer. Like and those are just ones we had, we just we just done, like so cl- it's just it's weird that this is such a very real story, uh. But it's the same thing of someone, and also that being not just the value value of life but the randomness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a big part they they hit on this song, the the, uh, the sort of callback being the what the fuck am I doing? Like mm-hmm. he really you he doesn't know what he's doing his, and and it and it does feel this very creepy. This fear of loss of control is such is such a theme throughout this song is that he has lost control of his mind, of his body, of his actions.
0: Yeah. Also, people Um, who annotate genius, please update the information on there, because people were like, yeah, this song's about someone who's on the top of the world. And they just they they couldn't take the stress of that. And it's like, that's not at all what happened. But we've talked about it in previous
1: episodes, and it's really sad do have to talk about this because I do think, I do feel the song misses this, which to be fair, I guess it kind of had to the CTE aspect of everything. Yes. And 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 I think it's one thing that the song misses it. It's the other thing that like the genius annotations, the YouTube music video comments. And like, I don't know how deep people and the juggle community are aware. It's not just the story of a dude who snapped. Yes. I
0: I think that's also because in the mainstream, Professional wrestling was kind of trying to bury the CTE of it all and just also yeah. bury Chris Benoit in general because they knew they because that what I forget the doctor who was a professional wrestler and then became like a,
1: a brain doctor Chris, Nwins- Chris Nwinski. There we go. Uh, became. Yeah, he became. He became a. Uh, uh, yes. A uh, 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 neurologist. Thank you uh, for mm-hmm. brain doctor. Yeah. Uh, not for Chris Nowinski. I never want to remember that man's name in my life.
0: No, no for also, yes. Thank you for <laughs> okay, that.
1: Like, of course, of course. Shout out to Chris Nowinski, baby. In the beginning,
0: like from the time that act happened, he's like, I think this is CTE. I need yeah. to find his brain. And he did. And he had evidence. This was what? 2008?
1: And t- uh, he passed in 2007. He probably got the brain around 2008, I'd imagine.
0: Okay. Socks, are um, you yeah, okay? Yeah. Nicole might have gone outside. Socks is, like, sad crying right now, and I just needed to make sure he was okay. Sorry, guys. I care for my friend. But, yes, he just – the fact that they were burying that, and it didn't come really to light until that uh, – in the mainstream, I should say, until the dark side of the ring happened.
1: I mean, yeah, I in the mainstream. The wrestling community – I mean, yeah, because when Chris Jericho would go on Larry King – he was very adamant about sort of like exploring the CTE options stuff. A lot of people, mm-hmm. but again, you know, a lot of us wrestling fans who knew Chris Benoit kind of were aware that this was more than just a dude snapping one day. Yeah, But like, because they buried, especially because they buried it and because like it didn't hit the ma- the CTE stuff didn't hit the mainstream until later. It becomes so important that we sort of, that we talk about that and that we, it feels there's a sort of, there's a sort of like mystery ship uh, crop circle of just going crazy one day. That's, that's, that's sort of the mysterious crop circle-y way to take this. And like, I love, I love a good crop circle, but understanding CTE and the trauma of loss that really triggered a lot of it. Mm-hmm. The Eddie Guerrero loss. Uh, understanding those two, how those two came together is important is it, 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 it's not just killing the mystery it's important to prevent this from happening again yeah like crops crop circles and mysteries juggalo but protecting lives i'd argue is more juggalo yeah so like yeah and, and that, that's that's my one big note on the song i question i didn't give the song stars i gave it question marks because i will say i listened to this song multiple times because it was hard for me to get through i was tearing up I remember where I was. I I, I remember where I was when I saw my first WrestleMania, and it was Chris Benoit. I remember where I was when we found out what happened. It's it was a lot, mm-hmm. um, but it makes sense, and I think it was handled. For my part, I think it was handled tastefully, if not a little ignorantly. Yeah. Again, to the seat. C- but again, I don't know how you would put that into the song and make it fit with MDP, mm-hmm. the the CTE and the trauma stuff. Well, I
0: mean. You're trying to be, like, the greatest wrestler and trying to, like, put on the best show that you think the fans want. That is, like, taking chair shots to the fucking skull, that is the mighty death pop. Like, that. this actually does fit in, even when you throw the CTE
1: of it all. It fits in perfectly with the mighty death pop. Very true. And it's weird. You know what? Even I'll say in wrestling, especially because they're running... They're not, I won't say a deathmatch fed, but a hardcore fed in JCW. Mm-hmm. Definitely a hardcore fed. And it's, and, and, and it, But it was that weird transition where like we didn't, wrestling fans were immediately, immediately like, oh yeah, we need to have, we need to go back and look at some of these to the head chair shots that everyone's been taking. Mm-hmm. The, everyone's been taking these unprotected head shots with a chair and we've loved it. And like now we're looking, I mean, now in 2022, obviously we see that it's so hard and it's so hard because like. Which is WWE doesn't want to show us old Chris Benoit matches. We'll go back and watch Chris Benoit matches. And we'll watch those unprotected headshots that, again, everyone was taking. But to watch Chris take those is is, is scary. And because he was such a perfectionist, he took a lot of them. Yeah.
0: You want want to know what? If Tony Hawk will wear a helmet, knee pads... Wrist guards and shoulder or into uh, elbow pads while he's just doing a skateboard. I think that's also what every professional wrestler should be wearing, too. You're not allowed to come with me to wrestling shows. <laughs> I'd I, be the bi- oh my god, man. I should, I would be such a great heel manager like that. I start advocating for helmets
1: in
2: oh
0: professional god. wrestling. Holy I, fuck, would I get so much
1: heat! Oh my god. Uh, I was I was gonna I was gonna ask if you wanted to go to this show coming up next week. I'm, I'm starting. I don't I don't know if I'm gonna do that. And then we
0: uh, we no. get like don't.
1: There's no we. There is
0: no we. Well, there I is mean, an I. I'm talking about the me and my fellow professional wrestlers. The like of okay. like some females that are either like wrestlers or managers. They start like the like a
1: mother support group in support of this helmets for professional wrestlers yeah I will say though if you do if you do start citing Chris Benoit that's that, that will be in bad taste
0: no I'm just saying okay. like in gen- like hey no no I will cite the Tony Hawk of it all
1: okay if you cite Tony Hawk and then you have to go somewhere you have to go somewhere where hardcore wrestling is a big thing like you'd have to go to like a GCW uh, yeah or a GCW affiliated or horror slam I have not in at oh, horror, horror slam. slam oh hell yeah um, we should talk. We should, We we can't spend all. We can't mm-hmm. spend all day talking about Chris Cuomo. But like, what did you think of the song? Oh, I thought it was very good. I starred it. I okay, cool. Uh, the Blaster. Oh, we got three stars on here, baby. I have mixed feelings. I did not star this
0: song. Just I. There's so much in this song that I love. You have yeah. that the build up into the hook is great. There's like this mid verse singing involved, which what what was the it's daddy has a gun in his closet way in way up in a black box it's too bad though because he locks it along with all of his crack rocks it's just so fucking good and uh, hey return of the rust belt retrospective because in the third verse he's talking about his boss who is just a villainous man and is just a chauvinist misogynist Mm -hmm. it's and at work, my boss is a bastard. He comes to the office halfway plastered, bitching, abusing all the women and testing.
1: But we accept it because of the recession. And I'm like, F- yes, for true. It's fucked up, but he's giving us jobs. Capitalism's fucked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, um, before we get to uh, I want to talk this, to the story of the song. Our first verse, uh, our main character is a bullied adolescent, maybe 13, who goes into his great uh, his his father's closet, gets a gun, shoots his bully. Mm-hmm. Then we jump to twenty two, where the bully Blasta, quote unquote returns to receive ret- to uh, receive retribution against a fellow army private because he peed in his bed. Verse three, we get two sto- we get the uh, a, a Cats in the Cradle and my son's bully blastle where the protagonist has grown up, had a family, and now his son is murdering bullies. And then also in the third verse, the aforementioned boss story. Yeah. So here are my two things. This song is too catchy for essentially endorsing school shootings. Yeah. And also like how much this dude just murders without consequence. Uh, yes. He pays, he did he, like nothing happens to but this guy ever. It's all
0: people who in quotes deserve it. Where in the dark carnival deserve it.
1: I mean, in some, yes, I, I, I see that, but with school shootings. This is 2012, man. Yes, but... Like we're Yeah, we're living in a post-school shooting pandemic in America. Do you have the lyrics pulled up? Uh, not in front of me. Does he say he goes to school and
0: at school shoots him? Uh,
1: let me double check. This is
0: the difference... I think he does. If you watch Rob Zombie's Halloween, the first one, he mm-hmm. technically goes to school then kills someone at school, but it's not on school grounds. They go into the forest and he just beats this shit out of this dumb
1: little piece of uh, shit. All right. So no, he's at the bus stop on his way to school. All
0: right. So yeah, man, not a school shooting motherfucker.
1: No, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to say, I'm going to say too close. I'm going to say the fact that he's on his way to school makes it feel like a little too close. Um, well, and again, you know, also, you know, and also just talking about shoot. I reviewed this before last night, and for like obviously it's two different reasons, but it's a very similar story. Yeah, I don't like it. I think it's a little too close. All right,
0: then you want? I have another yeah. three star that it will be my three star. Then you want to get onto the next song? Let's keep going. Kicking, kickin'. Hey guys, listen to Lonely Island's Karate Guy instead. This is trash and not of the good kind.
1: I will say there is one there was one line that popped me way too hard. Like busy as fuck like mr crab's feet
0: yes that's the only line that is memorable in it and clearly this is how you know a rapper mm. has children or gets high and watches cartoons
1: yes yes this very much yes agreed can we talk about the sketch for a second yeah what's up so the, so this is the army hero sketch Mm. we're pinned down we have to wait for cover fuck that shit I'm going in no way there's there's so many minds we literally just have to wait like five minutes and we'll be fine fuck that shit you pussies I'm going in the death pop and it feels again oddly progressive is the death pop a condemnation of toxic masculine stupidity I think so yeah that's so cool that's like I love that I just want to I want to give credit where credit's due hell yeah brother so, this next song is fun. I say because I don't think you like it. Bazooka Joey? Yeah. Guess what, guys? It's my other three star, baby. Fuck yes! Let's go, baby! Dude, Bazooka <laughs> Joey
0: is so good. Like, this... is so funny. If Shaggy 2 Dope's next solo album, fuck the motherfucking fuck off motherfucker, or whatever it's called, this, I want it to be nothing but. Because... Yes. It's so good. The beat sounding like some old cartoony horns that you'd hear in like the 50s and 40s. Shaggy's yeah, yeah. energy on the song, the singing during the hook. And at the end, there's a skit because the the, the entire story is like, hey, Shaggy too dopey. He's not get, – he's getting the raw deal, but guess what? He has a fucking bazooka. And it's so not even like, these
1: – It's not even that he's getting the raw deal. There's like maybe a line he spent on like some basic scrub, like life's not great for me. Most 99.8% of this song is just, I found a bazooka in my grandpa's closet. Let's fucking go, baby. And I'm dancing. With a goddamn
0: bazooka. And at the end, it's like the SWAT team or the cops are like, oh, man, what, what's going on? Oh, uh, Everyone, there there's a villain over here. And then one person says, oh, for Christ's sakes, he's got a goddamn
1: bazooka.
0: And then they and run. And I'm dancing.
1: It's, it's so fucking good, guys. Bazooka, bazooka Joey. Like, literally, the hook is I'm dancing with a goddamn bazooka. It's bazooka all you need to Joey. go. And I'll say, like, after... After Crispin Wa, and then the Blaster didn't do it for me. Like again, musically was great, but like didn't, story-wise was still a little. Really didn't get me out of that Crispin Wa funk. Kicking, kicking was like whatever. I needed Bazooka Joey. I mm-hmm. needed Bazooka Joey in my life in this album. Bazooka Let's fucking Joey. go. It's like, good. What, what is the actual hook? Do you remember how he says it? And I'm dancing. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like that. And I'm dancing, dancing with a goddamn bazooka. It's bazooka Joey. So fun. Guys, listen to that Um, song. It's a top-notch one. Dumb, simple, fun, wicked clown shit. And And still plays into MDP because it's very random. It's very senseless. Mm -hmm. And then to the next song, even
0: more, at first, I thought Shooting Stars was another one being in poor taste. In retrospect, especially like... Someone going to a concert to kill people, however... A Grammy. The Grammys to kill someone. Oh,
1: it was the Grammys. Oh, they did specifically the Grammys. Yeah. This song, there's an argument to be made both ways, I think. However, Mm -hmm. once
0: it's revealed the murder is being done with a poisonous blowgun dart, I'm kind of okay with it. I
1: guess it's a little more cartoonish. And it's not
0: as like anyone listening to this song, maybe like leading up, would be like, "Wow, I experienced this. I was at a concert that this happened, would be traumatic." But then it's like, "Oh no, he's just like with a blow dart. Okay, that's fine." But there are some more. He brings up how it's okay, guys. It's him killing Chris Brown. That's the because Chris Brown (laughs) Brown is a known
1: woman beater and continues uh to abuse. and pays no consequence. He's still mm-hmm. arguably the the biggest name in r and b. It's ridiculous at the time of the, at the time of this album, he absolutely was. yes. and like it's ridiculous how little retribution he got. so violent Jay's gonna he explicitly details his plan mm-hmm. to murder Chris Brown. I'm like, okay. How is this legal? Uh, that's, uh, you want to know what? I bet, it wonder if it was a
0: gun. And they were like, well, that's realistic. Lawyers were saying that. And he's like, what if it's a blow dart? And they're like,
1: that, I, yeah, man, it's cartoony now. I mean, it is probably still not legal, but they're just like, yo, whatever. <laughs> this- I don't know, man. They're fucking crazy over there. You see that shit they did with Cole Cabana? What the fuck, dude? They're booking the rock and... <laughs> An <laughs> album? This was Yo. number four on the billboard chart. Yo, they're booking the Rock and Roll Express at how old? Those fucking clowns are crazy. I don't mm-hmm. want to fucking sue them. Yeah, let, let them have their let them have their number four in the top 200 billboard with their fucking blow-darty ass. I don't fucking know. Keep them away from me. I would have liked if
0: on this song, because he brings up the managers and agents, that they're probably covering up his, all his other travesties. The agents and managers and all of those people are more responsible for him being still in the limelight. So sure. th- I think they should have
1: also been killed in this song. Ayo, fuck Dave Becky. I don't Dave know who- Becky uh, is the uh, is the manager behind Louis CK who oh. covered up a lot of his stuff. And I don't. I should give it a second. Do you remember the show Russian Dolls? Natasha Lyonne.
0: I haven't watched it, but I'm a big Natasha Lyonne fan. It She's just seems great. Uh, it's just, she, it, mm-hmm. it seems like a heavy show, even if it it's is not. a comedy.
1: Oh, it's, it's not. Actually, it's actually really not. I will say, though, I gave up on it in three episodes. And it sucks because she deserves this win. I'm glad it did well. But I gave up after three when I was watching the credits. And executive producer Dave fucking Becky shows up. And I'm like, yo, and this is like pretty, t- pretty close after Louis, mm-hmm. L- the Louis bomb drops. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? We like, we, we, th- we all, we all agreed Louis was a problem. We had to go away for a while, but we're going to let Dave Becky, like executive produce this show from, t- from Amy Poehler and Natasha. This is fucked. I don't know. So like, yeah, fuck Dave Becky. Next song? Juggalo Juice. The Precious Sauce. The first time I listened to this, I thought it was
0: fucking stupid. Which it is, but that's okay. But I really turned around on it, and Sean, you should have come mm. over already, and we should have done the Fago taste test stream, so you could have had a nah, frame of cool. reference for
1: this. Nah, that's okay.
0: It's a song just truly about drinking Fago, and I yeah, I'm busy as someone who drinks Fago. Not this year because I'm I cut out sugary anything. I would like to just talk about my experience with Fago. First off, rock and rye, peach, cream soda, and in very small quantities because they are very, very sweet. Cotton candy and pineapple, those are the best flavors of Fago. Damn. I used to... When I became a juggalo, I was, I lived like three or four blocks from like a super – like one of the major roads in Muskegon, M120, and there was a Phillips 66 slash Taco Bell – Near that road. So it was like three or four blocks away, long suburban blocks. So I would in the wintertime, while listening to the amazing Jekyll brothers, walk there with cans to return to get like a 60 cent can of Fago that were was in this like big. canister shaped like a Fago can just full of ice I'd pull out a rock and rye I'd pop it open well it's it's Michigan so it's probably like 25 degrees outside I yeah, would yeah, be yeah, in yeah. shorts in this big poofy jacket and I would crack oh, yeah. it open while listening to this album going all the way back home at maybe seven or eight at night
1: hell yeah which may I and I don't have those memories with Fago. I didn't I wasn't even drinking pop as a kid I didn't like the fizz Ooh. so but like but it's like one of those things where it's like i listen to it the songs it's literally just we love fago like it's, it's just a celebration mm-hmm. it is kind of like it is kind of stupid but in the good kind of stupid yeah where it's like and it's like the other side of the mighty death pop of also not just valuing your life and taking care not to die recklessly but also to go out and enjoy it because it is so fragile. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something we didn't mention in the first song, in the my Death Pop, uh, they mentioned, like, one of the reasons they chose the word pop, uh, they kind of compare it, your life to a balloon. Mm-hmm. And, for, and for both reasons, it's joyful, it's meant to be enjoyed and celebrated, but also taken care of because yeah. it can pop so easily.
0: And w- because, like, if you start... Stressing that balloon and pushing in on it, it will eventually pop. And that is when you die on these skits, you hear a popping of a balloon.
1: This is for true. Mm-hmm.
0: I have come up uh, one last thing on Fago, and then another, like it's a pop hack that I I came okay. up with a few years ago to everyone being disgusted by it, but I started doing it again, and I think everyone will love it, especially Juggalos out there, but I was introduced to Fago because my my Nena would buy the three liters of it, of like just Ooh. the cola and root beer, and oh baby, just spending a summer at her house yes. enjoying it, but Hail this yeah. is my hack. You get a cola pop. I use Coca-Cola, the sugar free. It tastes so good. And I generally like Dr. Pepper, but Dr. Pepper has so much caffeine in it. So I go the Coca-Cola route and you get vanilla creamer and put that in the soda pop. And you want to know what it tastes like, guys? exactly like a coke float minus having to scoop out the ice cream it's just a delicious sweet treat please try it i've also been using the sugar-free cinnabon okay creamer because coca-cola has a cinnamon taste to it so i was like i think this will complement each other they do it is delicious nicole verified it as well i mean but like also you'll be
1: very careful because that shit sounds so unhealthy
0: well, I, I'm using sugar-free stuff, so it's fine. Ah, uh, okay. It's, it's not like I'm uh,
1: <laughs> like dumping sugar
0: in there. No, no, no. It no, still is I, unhealthy, but I'm yeah, using I, a okay. tiny mug, so that's fine. All right. All God. right. Yeah, it's, it's definitely dessert treat. It's also um, an issue because it's something I will get addicted to because I'm like, well, it's, oh, no. it's at most 15 calories because that's how much is in the sugar-free <sighs> uh, stuff, but I'm just yeah, yeah. downing it too much. Oh, no. Let's get into possibly my least favorite theme or, like, messaging of a song.
1: James, they had to put a ballad on the album. I I know I. they had to put a ballad on the album, James. They had to put a ballad on the album, and we have hate her to death. Do you not like that it's a ballad? No, it's just... An ICP ballad. I don't hate that it's a ballad. I hate that it's an ICP ballad, because ICP ballads suck. Oh,
0: I think musically, melody, Valent J's vocal delivery, singing, all of that, fucking great. However, the message of the song is either one of two things, and let me get into that. It is (laughs) either, and I've been friend-zoned, and I don't want a lasting friendship, fuck that, I want pussy, or... It's describing a parasocial relationship the narrator is in with a celebrity, which this has become, if that is true, yet another stalker song where the stalker isn't killed, but kills in the end. Because we hear chainsaw noises during the
1: second to last hook. Both. Yeah. Yeah. And then again in the last hook, they come back. Damn. Okay, And then yeah, they come back. (laughs) People people have been like are, are like, oh,
0: this is showing the two sides of a woman. Woman that he no. yeah
1: it's crazy no. how people it's, are trying to defend it's, it's, this shoots, i would say yeah it's, it's not about the woman and that's when i say fuck icp ballads that's it's not against it's nothing against them musically uh or or or, or vocally or or performatively it's not even like lyrically it's thematically and message wise mm-hmm. fuck icp ballads they're so bad they so almost always he, are because i'm listening to it and it's not the worst because uh, because the, the big callback they keep hitting back is, and she doesn't belong to me. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. You're you're learning, you're learning. So he hates her. Okay, and then there's a chainsaw in the chorus. No, no yeah. chainsaw. Too far. Yep, you you went too far with a chainsaw.
2: Even
0: if you're in a relationship, like Nicole doesn't belong to me. I belong to Nicole. But no. that's
1: my decision to say, Nicole, I'm her property. For true. Like, it's not the worst version of this song, but man, fuck it. It's still not good. It's just, it's not the worst, but it's not the best. Do you want to no, know? No,
0: I think this is the worst because like in mm. uh, how, okay. How the Riddler and the Batman is a for real person you know exists and has that mentality and is spreading QAnon bullshit this is a person who could really exist like another love song on the amazing Jekyll brothers that is so fucking campy and out there and like comedic this has no comedy in it this is a real person you could meet on the internet and they are thinking about going and stalking someone who they think they're in a relationship with and it's so stupid because it's like it's they don't say if this is a good or bad thing I'm assuming they're implying it as bad but yeah anyone listening to this will be like oh well she gives me light in my life she makes the hat the bad times good and the happy times even exist but I hate her to death because she in quotes does not belong to me is so bad. Don't do dude. this. And uh, like
1: again, yeah. I want this is another stalker song. This song sucks. On to the next one. Sounds good. This is so I three starred this song. Ooh. I liked this song a lot. It's Scream, featuring Hobson and Tech Nine. Yo, I gotta fucking listen to more Hobson. I feel like there's a minute he blew up and then he kind of like chilled out for a little bit. I'm like, "Yo, why?" He's uh, fucking cr- the why oh, is no. because of
0: him. Uh, oh. He's ve- no, no no, he's just very I don't want to say self-righteous because it is he is, he gets screwed over a lot. I've said this on the podcast before, but really makes the point on all
1: albums to let you know he has been screwed over. Uh okay, yeah. I kind I I kind of know the type where like like at the end of Lenny Bruce's career, it's kind of mm-hmm. important that it was cool that he was doing all this material that was all about his court cases, but it wasn't funny. Yeah. Like no one's going out like, oh, let me yeah, let me hear that late stage Lenny Bruce where he doesn't tell a joke, but he just gets real upset about the government for a long time. <laughs> it's It's like... It's
0: kind of the opposite where like Gigi Allen, like it was good that he was talking about all of that stuff because like Brutality and Bloodshed for All is one of his best albums. But punk rock feeds into that. But I think with Hobson's case, when everyone you work with, even if you're in the right to say that they screwed you over, people aren't going to want to work with you because it's like, well, wait, will I end up accidentally screwing him over or purposefully screwing him over? And it's just a song now. And it's, like, also,
1: like, yeah, it's, you want to be able to, you want to say Defend Yourself, absolutely. And it's, uh, that fucking Wu-Tang, that first Wu-Tang album, I know you don't love it, uh, but I do. And, like, one of the, who's, your, who's your A&R, a mountain climber who plays an electric guitar, and all their shots at Tommy Boy were fucking huge, and, mm-hmm. like, so important for that movement of independent hip-hop. Yeah. I, and I, so you don't know what it is, but when it's, like, it's everything.
0: Yes, that, I... It, I was going to say that it's all the time him talking about that. It's like underground rappers who are constantly bull, like shitting on the mainstream. It's like, stop. Just because you're, you're underground and saying you love hip hop doesn't mean this is more of a gimmick than the people who are always talking about jewelry in their songs. It's still your only focus in every single
1: song. Well, and, and it's like the terrible thing you have to say is like, you also still have to like put out good shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe he was maybe like it's you it, from your description, it sounds like this the quality suffered, which is the same a shame because talking about Scream and this verse he fucking crushes it. Okay, I will say all his stuff is very, very good,
0: but okay. when it, like if you're like, oh, yes, this is very good, this is very good, but when you string it all together, like if you, I'm trying to think like. Police Academy movies, you could watch all of those just like one at a time. Just like, oh, one year I watched this one, one. Yeah, you're probably going to find fun in all of them. But if you try and watch all of them at once, you'll be like, wow, this is a lot more of the same. Or I guess I should have gone with stalked by my doctor because I recently watched all three what? of those in one day.
1: Uh, we that That's a franchise that yes, exists? Uh,
0: oh, no. Betsy Sodaro and Mano Agapian on We Love Trash did watch-alongs <laughs> for these, and I got really high and watched along with them, and holy no. fucking shit, are they wild Lifetime movies f- oh starring Eric
1: Roberts? Yo, oh, okay. Watch them, dude. They're on Prime. For real, guys. For, but yeah, on Scream. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, ICP have like, set up their first game on this. Tech 9 fucking love tech nine dude Mm -hmm. i fucking i'm so bummed he used to come to buffalo every year and i've never i never got to hit that show i was always working and i'm so bummed yeah i'm so bummed because tech nine is fucking and he's great here too like uh spoiler alert my choice is between this and and uh neither chainsaw and i really don't know because it's a definitive icp when am i gonna get a chance to put hobson and tech nine on our playlist again yeah never i know but neither the Chainsaw is also very good. I don't know what I'm going to do. This song is great.
0: Can I say my notes on it? Please. It's fun and that's all. It does what it needs to do. Get you hype and dance. Which Socks and I together danced to this while Butter screamed one song-length piercing meow while we jammed out. And I know what everyone's thinking. Out of the four people in the apartment, you know what I mean by people. Two of them Beans. are cats. Oh, yes, yes, yes. What was Nicole doing? Well, um, uh, she is, after that, staying with her parents for a while.
1: (laughs) So... Natch, natch. Uh, people, yeah. come on over. Hang out. <laughs> That's all I got to say about it. I see her walking around in the background, by the way. It ruins the joke. I'm sorry. Also, I mean, <laughs> I referenced, like, Nicole You laughed. also referenced yes. her multiple times. Yeah, she's come up in this episode. I wasn't expecting
0: her to come up so
1: much and you being able to see her before Uh-oh. I wrote that joke. Well, oh, the other reason I think I might, I might this mic is chosen, under 625 thousand listens that's insane like under that yeah like that's i i want to put i like i want one of those just get get more traction get more notice this song's dope i do oh the skit at the end of this is someone yes todd the todd skit they're doing it's like a drug thing where they're smurfing uh because he's he smoked so much of whatever it was he's turned blue yeah
0: and i smurf all the time what does Smurf to you mean? Autoerotic asphyxiation.
1: <laughs> so ghetto rainbows. <laughs> fuck is this the song. Next song. It's Juggalo Island part two, except it has a memorable hook. Bottom line, get the fuck out of here. You know why I'm mad at this song? It's not because I dislike it. It's because how was this song not somewhere on Wizard of the Fucking Hood? Oh, I don't know. This song would have crushed on Wizard of the Hood. I feel like even if you were like it's kind of corny, it's kind of whatever. On Wizard of the Hood, it makes them so much fucking sense. Yeah, it's literally, it's like, and, and it makes sense of the theme here. Life is fragile, but there's always a rainbow. And here's the, and if you're not careful, you're looking too much at the rainbow, you'll get capped. You won't be, t- you won't be protecting yourself. So like, it plays, it, it play, like it plays into my death pop themes. But like, should have been on fucking Wizard of the Hood. Sean. Yes, James. Ghetto double rainbow. Did you write that joke? No, I just I just came up with it okay. right now. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. I was going to say, I actually, so yeah, because it thematically is MDP's, con- it's, the, it's the My Death Pop's contradiction between living like it's your only one and valuing protecting. Look at that rainbow. Don't spend all day looking at it or someone's going to walk up behind you and shoot you in the head. But when you're having a real shitty day, when it's real fucking hard, there's still a rainbow above you. Mm-hmm. I have probably, I have actually written verbatim, probably not your favorite track but important to the overall concept of the album yeah but ew. i would say like like more than like hater to death more than shooting stars this song this, this song doesn't get cut before those two i say
0: but i would still say if you took this off the album would you still understand the concept of this album with songs like scream or juggalo juice
1: If it wasn't for that line about looking up and getting capped. Okay. That's kind of like, to me, that's what put it over of like, there are layers to this one. Whoa, dang. I just saw Sean's note. This has six stars to it. Damn. I don't, but let's get into it. Sean has a cum rag specifically next to this song. I have a cum rag for every song I ever listened to. Just get into the, stop pimping me for your shitty little jokes and talk about the fucking song. When I'm clowning. I do stuff, and it's cool, and I might kill you for demons, mm-hmm, The mm-hmm. song. Uh,
0: all I have to say is this is smooth. I love the atmospheric, simple, synthy bass riff, and it's not getting put on our list. However, a brand no. new list that I just came up with, this okay. is on our playlist of ICP songs to listen to well-stoned. Okay.
1: Fuck, we have to go back and like. If I'm gonna to contribute to the list, I actually need to go back and like think about it. Oh, I thought you were saying. Oh, I guess we have to now go back and do that playlist. Uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Let's do it, baby. It's, I mean, it, and it's a weird thing. It comes into again the the balance of the my death pop. While we're having fun clowning, it's dangerous if you don't if if you if you get reckless with us. Cause don't forget we are agents of death from the carnival, from the dark carnival. Mm-hmm. Like everything's a joke that angels wings are broke. That's such a fucking weird line. And this is, and this is the song I wrote down MDP. I, we talked about before the, the least virtuous of the Joker cards. It's not killing to redeem the righteous. It kills to redeem stupidity and senselessness. I said it before. I'm saying it again because it really, it changes the vibe, the entire vibe of joker cards mm-hmm. it becomes it's no longer this morality play it's not it's not this very clear story of good and evil it's you know it's a little deeper than that now yeah i also so both this and get a rainbow got it one star for me same reason probably not your favorite track you seem to like it more than i did though oh yeah i didn't star it though i gave i gave each one a single star because they do they carry a lot of the contradictory side of of the Mighty Death Pop, which is a huge layer to that character's personality.
0: This is the last thing I'll say. This is another one that's like, if you were to put it on in the background of a party, no one would be like, oh, turn that ICP bullshit off. Because it is yeah. just, hey, it's vibey. Yeah. yeah. But speaking of odd songs. This song great. I love this song. Dog Catchers. This is a, d- it's so strange that... It's odd to be a rapper making a diss song towards a reality star who is not a rapper or a musician in any way because this is a diss song to Dog the Bounty Hunter. Who fuck to but to be fair
1: fucking sucks yeah. eggs absolutely. Uh-huh. Like I love the, oh, I love the fir- the first the first thing they do they're sampling the phone call that got him canceled. I didn't realize why he, I didn't realize what happened to Dog the Bounty Hunter. I had to kind of like look up like, what it was, and it's that phone call you hear at the beginning of the song is actually Dog the Bounty Hunter uh, that got leaked to the press, and it's just him saying the N-word a lot. I thought this was
0: actually... He was already something leaked to the press, and this was another oh. thing leaked to the press. Oh, God, was it? That yeah, might be the case. He, he was referencing. saying, uh, like, oh, someone... Told people that I said this, and now, but also while calling that person what he called other people, and now I our could, career's over because of this person.
1: Dog the Bounty Hunter can't stop dropping N bombs. Yeah, he's he just can't. He just can't stop doing it. He's a he, and he's a piece. He's an absolute piece of shit. <laughs> I love that, and I love that his claim was that he didn't know his N word pass ran out. What? The, that's not how you defend that. That's not how you defend yourself afterwards. That's no. his defense. Like, oh, I didn't know why. I, I didn't know we couldn't say this anymore. What?
0: You want to. Uh, OK, anyone out there. Yeah, yeah. If someone says like, hey, here's a pass to shoot me in the fucking face. That, never use that pass. No matter no. what that person says. No, hey, no, you no, can no, no, shoot no. me point blank in the face. Just like an in quotes N word card. Like it's it's don't use it. Yeah I don't Ugh. care who says you can. I
1: don't care who gives you that pass. That is a pass you do not use. Oh yo, and the song they used to sample to shit on everything dog the bounty hunter. It's the fuck did you recognize the song? I uh, no, but I loved the sample. It's the Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy from Company B. It's like an old like US uh, the Andrew sisters would do it a lot for USO shows. I forget okay. what a movie it got real popular. It was like one of those World War Two movies. But he's the boogie woogie bugle boy from Company B. Oh, okay. He's the boogie woogie, yeah. And it's like, yo, this song fucking rocks. I know that from Community because they did a parody of that. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I, I love what I love what they I love this beat. I love what they do with it. Uh, meet met your match, ho. I'm the dog catcher. Great song. And less than other two under two minutes too perfect. Oh yeah, and I loved shaggy's verse on this mm-hmm. uh
0: here's some two lines that i really love you ain't a cop you a flop get the fuck off my block you are racist and you can fucking suck off my cock
1: dude it is so good
0: this sounds also, so good like good rhyme schemes baby yeah yeah uh, okay so coming up is a song when i saw the title i thought it was gonna be another one of their like versions of uh, happy songs but being ironic uh, ironic about it but fuck man daisy is
1: so fucking good oh motherfucker look it's a daisy and that that does go on my list of lines that she got why is why is why is miracles so popular oh yeah this entire Uh, song oh oh, motherfucker look it's a daisy Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. that's a mantra go out there live your life this
0: feels like a Dark Lotus track mixed with yeah. late first deck sensibility. The beat is fucking awesome. There's a d- amazing guitar riff throughout. The kick drum just swinging things along. And then there, for the snare sound, it's like a bongo or a cooking pot. And the hook with the scratching through the vocal samples, it's great. And then the solo at the end... Uh, it got just one star because it is just like very uh, put it on in the background. And I love it. It's like the pinnacle of those kinds of songs.
1: But it wouldn't go on the playlist. It's not going on the playlist, but it is very good. And the story's dope. As hell. like The song is about the last human on Earth in this gray, desolate wasteland. We don't know what happened. Probably a nuclear apocalypse. Maybe it was uh, Bang Boom Pow. Bang Pow Boom. Mm. Um, something like that. Boom Pow Bang. Boom, boom, in my, in my choo-choo? Bang, pow, boom. Thank you. I know I got it wrong the first time, and then I just lost all confidence. But he's walking around alone in this terrible, desolate wasteland, and he, in the distance, spots a piece of color, a little bit of brightness, a daisy. And he runs over to it. He builds up his whole, he, build, he, build, he builds a life here with a daisy as what hope he hopes to be a symbol of hope, mm-hmm. a symbol of promise that th- that tomorrow uh, with The line is tomorrow. Look what this means to them. Picture a jungle standing in the middle. It all starts right here with this one little daisy. And it helps plays into their themes. I'm sorry, I ran over you. Go ahead. Oh, uh I was just
0: you are going on the song. I'm going on what it reminds me of, which is the Last mm-hmm. Man on Earth at TV show. I didn't know wait. Oh, the uh, Will Forte one. Yeah,
1: is that is that is that trope? It's that it's that archetype of storytelling. I started watching that, but
0: I didn't find it believable because Will Forte just does not want to marry and birth children with Kristen
1: Shawl That doesn't make any sense. I mean, to be fair, he kind of does until he runs into January Jones. Still. And he's just kind of a shallow piece of shit. Also, to be fair, it's not Kristen Shawl She's playing a character. Yeah. So like whatever. In that situation, though, I like I wanted to, but we're all, but he's also not Will Forte. He's, admittedly, kind of a douchebag. Yeah, his character like his character is meant to be not super, like cheerable. I've
0: thought about what I would do in that situation, it, because I would be at a, a a morality conundrum. Do I tell Kristen Shaw's character, "Hey, I'll get married." And we can try to have children, but I did get a vasectomy. Or do I leave out the vasectomy part and just be like, I'm going to have sex with Kristen Shaw's character
1: a bunch. Okay, so lie to Kristen Shawl, Yeah. And manipulate her for sex. She is a Bible thumper, though. So, like, you know you still don't it's oh well, you want to know of the person there is no reason no and we're gonna take a hard stance on this podcast we're taking a hard stance on this podcast there is never a reason to sexually manipulate nobody here's here's what would happen the okay. bible would sexually manipulate her because
0: i would say hey i have a vasectomy and she says no, "No, this is end times there will be a not immaculate there will be virgin birth here but you know with sex Okay. Your Jesus will make your vast deferences connect you, again,
1: and I'll blast. But you're not lying in order to get sex with her, correct? No, I'm not.
0: I'm. I Thank was upfront with her, and then the Bible lied to her, convincing okay. her
1: that. Which that's fine, right? Nah, but whatever. The Bible is fine, they, man. They, I believe in uh, it. We're moving on. The Bible's real, man. Did you have anything else to say about daisies? Actually, because uh, no, I did want to talk about this. I did want to talk about this song before you went on that tangent. Last thing is just I like because it, it go it goes back to their themes and like a lot of these songs are playing on classic themes of ICP. This one and I think it might be the I have to go I have to check. Ghetto rainbows kind of hits on it too, but something they developed with miracles and like a lot of songs going back, natural magic over industrial oppression. Mm-hmm. And I didn't real I didn't realize like if you like, like I almost like if I ever if when we go back through these albums again. Listening back and looking for those themes, because natural magic, specifically magic, but especially natural magic versus industrial oppression, I think is like one of the founding tenets of juggalism.
0: I love, I just started playing it, Industrial Oppression, The Gathering, ooh baby. Was that worth it?
1: Yeah, of course it contribu- was. To not contribute to this conversation? That contributes, baby. How does that con- how does that move anything forward? How does that validate my ideas or discredit my ideas?
0: I will contribute. It's not the greatest. Uh, I don't know the. So the next that. song
1: is "Where's God?" Okay,
0: I can knock yeah. out
1: the last two songs with the same exact note. I'll start with this one then. "Where's God?" Oh sh- oh shit! What a title. It's it's "Why Do Innocent People Die?" The song. I think it picks up a little bit as far as messaging goes. The world is chaos. Some good people suffer while some face zero consequence. I think, okay, there's one redeeming part of the song and it's the line, let Jake and Jack Jekyll juggle, mm-hmm. um, which is a reference to like, like the fact that they have a, why do innocent people die? And they give you not a, not a, not the most satisfying answer, but an answer that's better than 95% of religions. Yeah. Who, who, who are like, I don't know. Like, no, they, they have an actual answer. That's, I'm not gonna lie, not the worst thing in the world. Jake and Jack, of course. Uh, for those of you who need the, do you want to break this down of the, of their lore reminders, or do, or should I handle this?
2: Well, I
0: don't. Uh, do is this okay? So, when you die, your sins will be uh, are ball represented by balls, and the bigger the sin, the heavier the ball, and the more the sins, the more these two have to juggle and if one of them drops that means you're going to hell baby
1: yes and so and and so their purpose in the Sword of mythos is to is, is, is to is to be the gatekeepers to Shangri-La in a way yeah they, you know they are determining who goes to heaven and hell
0: but also riddle box does i feel like a lot of people give credit to the second or the first deck of being like oh, man it's so great oh but the second one it doesn't make any sense all the first one was is hey uh I'm the person telling you where you're gonna go, and that's it. Like all of them were pretty much that,
1: I mean, yeah, it felt like it felt like really the only people that did that were Jake and Jekyll. Riddlebox was kind of tricky like that. Uh, I think I, I, they all felt like a few of them have purposes. A lot of them are just weapons. Like Malenko is a soldier. He's a weapon of illusion. Riddlebox is a is kind of another weapon of illusion that kind of like tricks you to opening the box and fucks with you.
0: No, but when you open the box, it will, I believe if it opens, you go to a hell, like it is another, because I remember on that episode, I explained what it was and you're like, Oh fuck. I'm just now understanding that. So you have been in the past, not understanding
1: riddle box. If I remember correctly. Fair. But I do, I, I do just, I do like the, I do like the Jake Jekyll line. Cause and because like, It's a throwback. It's a throwback. And it's like, nah, for true. Like you can't, um, a reminder to accept the things we can't change and change the things we can. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is, hey, it's a cliche, but it's a good one. The serenity prayer, right? For true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: I'll say my first note and then the note that goes for the last two. It's the same exact thing. The vocal mixing in the hook, emulating a gospel choir, and the warm reverb during the verses are such great touches. I love that. Now, here's where I go into both Where Is God and Forever. This is a non-offensive song, especially because it could have been a lot lot more like i n meaning non offensive of being like hey, it's just a song, it's fine. But it could have been much worse. It could have been like so corny and overdone. But I think the production does more to make it good rather than the rapping and lyrical content. And that's for both of them. It's just the production's very good. How And not just like, oh, the instrumentation and composition, but how the vocals are mixed, how it's put in the song, I think is very, very good and makes these
1: songs okay
0: opposed to Trite shit.
1: Okay. Yeah. I agree. It, it, it's, I don't got the ear for it, but it sounded, I remember it, it, it sounded, I had fine. It sounds like a de- it's definitely a departure. They definitely, ex- I feel like they're experimenting mm-hmm. with the traditional ICP sound, but I think that's, I think they did it successfully. Sure. And forever, yeah. I wish it was Uncle Jesse and the Beach Boys, but it's not that forever. It's a different one. Violent J goes on in the first verse. Life's hard. All we can do is gain wisdom and maintain. True. Shaggy2Dope says, happiness is your perception. Shit hurts, it gets worse, but it won't last forever. A little callous, but true. A little callous for my little phallus. Okay. We all have no true perception of forever. And this was interesting. I don't know if this was in there or this was me just like noticing something while listening. But that we, we as individual beings have no perception of forever. Because because the song references your personal forever multiple times. Our personal forever ends. Mm-hmm. That's our life. After forever, which they name drop at some point, they use the phrase after forever. That's the true mystery. You know, because what's the line? We just want to see us all together after forever and in, often in Shangri-La. So like, I don't know. It's something weird about them. Like, yeah, you, you know, here's your forever, your life. It's not actually forever. It's your after forever. We hope... Whatever happens in this t- whatever happens here, we just kind of hope we all get together and it's chill. It's all right. As far as like these feel good ender songs, I think it's up there. Yeah. And then the, yeah, the final sound of the album is that the bubble pop sound and then the death pop. And that's the and that's the album.
0: So what are we picking? I already know what we're picking.
1: I think I do too. Can we go? Uh, we're doing okay. three. It's Night of the Chainsaw. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was going to ask you if we could do three. Bazooka Joey and Scream. Perfect. I like it. I like it. Uh, well, Pretty much, w- listeners
0: and to Sean, if we're past the two hour mark on the recording, Sean could literally
1: say any song and I'll say,
0: yeah, all right.
1: All right. Dope. I love Scream. And yeah, I wanted to be just like, yeah, can we get, yeah, can we, because it, it, it feels weird not putting Night of the Chainsaw on there. Like, I feel like this. It's so good. It's very good. Um and it's, it feels kind of weird not putting Crispin Wall on there but I'm okay with what There's mm-hmm. just there is a lot of good stuff on this album. Yeah. Crispin Wa honorable mention but doesn't make the playlist unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Hey, uh let's go let's uh, wrap this one up, yeah?
0: Chia! Next week real quick we are doing Dark Lotus's final album The Mud, Water, Air and Blood. Oh, man, and then after that, we're getting to Reindeer Games, which is 3-6 Mafia members and ICP+. plus Otis from Axe Murder Boys did a crunk album, and it is pretty good.
1: Get excited. So what you got to plug? Uh, you know me. I'm Goose Von Kaiser at twitch.tv slash Goose Von Kaiser. Uh, play, I'm playing a lot of wrestling games. I'm playing other games, and I'm hanging out and having a good time.
2: Chia! Hey
0: guys, head over to MLMpod.com to listen to my music, download it under Marshland Monster, find out information about my other podcasts such as Sweet Child of Time, Mostly Speak in Sentai, and Hit It and Crit It. Ooh, baby, ooh, baby. It's a good time. You can also find my music wherever music is found under Marshland Monster. And please go to patreon.com forward slash MLMpod, where for $5 a month you get exclusive podcasts. It's a good time every single Friday. You get something new in that feed. But if you're a $10 patron, we're currently trying to work on another thing. I'll have new information. But right now you get watch-alongs or exclusive streams every single month. Currently working on a new thing that I think people will really enjoy. But you also get shout-outs on every single free feed podcast that we do. So let's begin with that, starting with Steve F. And I'm dancing. Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour. With a goddamn bazooka. Alex Z, the Waz. And I'm dancing. Orion, he's a rapper. Defo, F O. With a goddamn hyphen bazooka. Kayla, aka Two Grapes. And I'm dancing. Jordan B, the Chaos Witch. With a goddamn bazooka. Oh, and he's back in that ass. It's Joshua, M- Nicole's brother. And I'm dancing. And finally, Steve Barnes. With a goddamn bazooka. I've been James. I've been Sean. And we've been shuffling the deck. Bye. Bye. This has been a Marshland Media production produced by James McCullum. For more content, please visit MLMPod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to Patreon.com forward slash MLMPod and sign up today. Oh yeah!